With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. Hail Satan. This is Short Stuff. You're Josh. I'm Chuck. And that's Bruce Dickinson standing right over there for some reason. Yeah, there was a 0% chance of Iron Maiden not making an appearance in this. (laughs) You got to. Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't know if it's their best album. Power Slave is probably their best album, but that's pretty pretty far up there. Although, simmer down, everybody. There's really no such thing as a bad Iron Maiden album. <laughs> I wasn't that into them. I need to give them a shot. Yeah, they aged really, really well. Um, uh, it's uh, It's just really well done music. They're almost the prog band of metal. Oh. Of metal, Interesting. they're just so ridiculously talented. Every single one of them. So yeah, it's good stuff. I, I highly advise you to get back into it. Okay, I will. And what we're talking about today is the number six six six. And our old pal Dave Ruse put this together for HowStuffWorks dot com. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the first things he says in his article is like, "Would you buy a car with a license plate ending in six six six?" And dude, my pickup truck has six 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 on the license no, plate. No, it doesn't. Oh yeah, we talked about it a while ago when it when it came in. Well, I was I've, delighted. I, I hit my head since then, so I've forgotten. That is, <laughs> it was a while ago. Wow, we. Oh, it's it's great. You need I to get it. like some sort of graphics on the side or whatever, like <laughs> Devil Mobile or something like that. Oh, maybe I will. Um, so the answer to that question from Dave then for you is yes. There's a lot of people who wouldn't, who would not. Um, it's mostly God fearing people who believe that there is a book in the Bible. Well, they don't believe it. Like, there actually is a book in the Bible. But there, in this book, Book of Revelations, uh, I think uh, chapter 13, or no, chapter 3, uh, verse 18, says this. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For the number is that of a man. And his number is 666. Yeah, so if you've ever seen the movie, I mean, this has been in plenty of movies, but the movie The Omen is the most famous movie to make use of this because uh, young Damien, and it's still one of the great moments in movie history, mm-hmm. when they're searching through his hair on his head, yep. uh, and they see that 666, uh, it's clearly tattooed, but uh, tattooed by God, I guess. Sure, yeah, by the Holy Ghost. It, yeah, it's it's pretty scary. It is. That's a good scene. That's a, that's a good movie, too. Um, but yeah, the whole thing is this number, what this Bible verse is saying is there's a, basically Satan, the beast, has a number so that you can recognize him. When you see this number, you can recognize that this is Satan or an agent of Satan or somebody who is going to kill you if you don't worship him, who is the converse of God, who is in opposition to God, and is the opposite of everything right and good. And so here, me, the writer of Revelations, is going to to make you wise to this and just look out for 666. And to those of us alive today, we have no idea what that means. Like, how are you going to say somebody has a number? But back in the first century CE, um, among Greek speakers, this is a a very common form of wordplay that they would have immediately recognized. And they think 
that back in the day, anybody reading the book of Revelations around, you know, the first century of this uh, the millennium before this one, um, they, they would know exactly who the beast was and who this was talking about. Yeah, because there weren't numbers like we think of them in Greece at the time, in Greek. Uh, the Arabic numerals came around hundreds of years later. So in, in Greece, each letter of the Greek alphabet and in Hebrew actually had a numeric value. So there was this thing that we're going to talk about after a message break here in a minute called Isopsesfi. <laughs> Isopsesfi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's Isopsesfi. Uh, keep, I added keep, an S in there. Keep going. <laughs> Aluminium. It's Isopsesfi. <laughs> Good job. Oh my God. Chuck. It's in there somewhere, yes. I'm guessing. It's got to be. That's right. And that means in Greek, uh, equal in numeric value. And that was a way uh, for in the first century, basically, where you could, it was sort of like, uh, not Morse code, but a, uh, numeric just those code? games. Yeah, those games kids play when you send like a numeric code to someone and then they have to translate the code by what letter it represents to get the final, I guess in Christmas story, it was what? Drink your Ovaltine? <laughs> be sure to drink your Ovaltine? <laughs> it's a crummy commercial? Yes. Yeah, so bad. Yeah, but it wasn't like you didn't need a secret decoder ring. Everyone walking around speaking Greek knew that alpha was interchangeable with one, beta was two, pi was 80, which is weird because I thought pi was 3.14, etc. Yeah. Psi is 700, for example. And so um, if you added together letters, you could come up with a number for that word or that name. So you could say that a name had a number, and that's what this is talking about. That's right. So that's the setup, and we'll talk a little bit more about Isop Sefi right after this. Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same-day appointments, and if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24-7 virtual care. Yeah, you know, imagine you're feeling so sick that even the thought of getting out of bed is just too much for you. With Amazon One Medical, you don't have to leave the house. Of course, what good is that if you then have to drag yourself to the pharmacy, but you don't have to do that either because of Amazon Pharmacy. It makes a lot of sense. Delivering things fast is what Amazon is known for, and that's exactly what they do here. They'll deliver your prescriptions directly to your door. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for. Again, this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful. Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. Okay, Chuck, so just exactly like, say, if your name was spelled uh, Alpha, Beta, Pi, Psi, your Mm -hmm. number would be 783. 
You could also take 783 and figure out whose name that meant. It's way harder to do in transverse, but you, you, if there's, say, some famous people that maybe you suspect that the, the author is talking about, you could say, oh, well, does that equal 783, or in this case, 666? And there's one guy in particular who the, the writers of Revelations would have um, very much focused on as potentially the beast and agent of Satan, um, who would wanted to mark you with his number so that you couldn't buy or sell anything without that mark, or again, who would kill you if you didn't worship him. And that particular guy was named uh, Nero. Yeah, so there was uh, a pretty famous Isop Sesfi. <laughs> God, I keep adding an S in there. You Isop Sesfi. You got to put your word butcher apron on. <laughs> well, it is a weird word. I S O P S E P H Y. But uh, there was a very famous one early on that was, it goes a little something like this A calculation knew, colon, Nero, his mother slew. So in this case, Nero equals 1005 which has the same value of the phrase, his mother slew. Right. So basically that's like, oh my God, Nero killed his mom. Yeah, that's the thing about the Aesop Sesfis having like um, equal equal value is that if one word had a, a numeric value to, and, and that's the same as say another word or another phrase, that meant that there was some mystical, metaphysical connection between those two. So to people who were like, yeah, Nero's terrible, he probably murdered his mother. The fact that Nero, uh, his mother slew and Nero had the same uh, numeric value of 1005, that was just proof positive. Like you didn't need to look any further. Um, give me my crystal ball and my Birkenstocks. <laughs> right. So you might be saying to yourself, wait a minute. You guys said Nero was 1,005, but you also said that some people believe that they were referring to Nero as the 666. Right. Uh, you got to uh, rejigger this a little bit in that case. You have to use the full name Caesar Nero in Greek. Um, that translated into Hebrew. <laughs> Hebrew is, did I say Hebrew? I love it, dude. <laughs> That's the much more modern version of that word. He's my Hebrew. Uh, N-R-W-N-Q-S-R, which is Neron Kesar, and then that adds up to 666. Some people say, okay, all right, uh, sure, why not? Um, the thing is, there's a big objection to that one that I ran across, and that is that Revelations was written in Greek for Greek speakers who may not have actually known that, um, that you were supposed to transliterate this into Hebrew and may not have been familiar with Hebrew and not known how to do it. That doesn't necessarily mean, oh, no, this is wrong. Like if you're encoding a message, having an extra step involving another language is definitely not against the rules. But from what I can understand, this is much more widespread and normal uh, a pursuit or a, um, a diversion, this kind of Aesop Sefi. It is hard to say, isn't it? It is. Then, then this would be. Like, that's an extra big step uh, compared to what they normally did. Like, there's graffiti that they found in the ancient world that uses Aesop Sesfis. Yeah, like, hey, you know who I'm into? 786. Right. <laughs> and so some lady in town would be like, ooh, I'm 786. Yeah. So some people say, I don't know about that, trans translating it into Hebrew and then it making sense as 666. I don't know about that one. It seems like a bit of a reach, but I don't know enough about it. 
I do think it's interesting, though, that the idea that um, they were using this coded language possibly in the Bible. Yeah, well, I guess it was. It sounds like it was all the rage back then. <laughs> oh, you like that, huh? It was the hot thing? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was very hot. So some people who say, okay, this is way off. It wasn't Nero. Because, the, by the way, the other thing about Nero really kind of dates revelations. You know what I mean? Like, it's meant to be kind of a timeless classic. And a lot of people are like, well, the beast hasn't even been born yet. And everyone knows that the barcode is the mark of the beast. So the idea that it's just Nero, who has zero effect on our world today, it doesn't doesn't play very well, that interpretation. Other people have interpreted it as meaning um, that it's, it's not even, it's not talking about a specific person, which is tough to get around because the translations, all of them that I saw, is that it's a number of a man, a man, not man, meaning like humankind. It's like a human number, which is, I think, exactly how Iron Maiden's guy puts it on Number of the Beast. Um, but it's the number of a man, like a specific man. But if you throw that A out and you just take it like it's a human number is what it means, then this interpretation is saying that it's it's actually pointing out that Satan is a, a cheap imitation, a cheap parody of God and the grace of God. And so this is what you're looking out for. This is, this is the different interpretation. Well, one thing I know, if man is five and the devil is six and God is seven, mm-hmm. then this, this monkey has gone to heaven. That's right. Man, wiser words have never been spoken. Agreed. Love that song. So, yeah, that's the point, is that the, the the symbolic number of God is seven, and Satan's is six. So it's like a, uh, a just kind of, Satan's a cheap imitation of God, so don't fall for his jam. That's right. So there you have it, 666. It's either Nero, or it's just saying that Satan is a cheap imitation of God. But however you slice it, it's a really good Iron Maiden album, okay? Agreed. And that's it for short stuff, everybody. Um, Go out and read about this on How Stuff Works if you want. And definitely go listen to some Iron Maiden. It'll do you good. Short Stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. (laughs) 